go, brownies. Here we go. Good afternoon, and welcome back to another edition of Absolute Browns. Once again, I am your host, Darth Batman, and once again, joining me is my partner in crime, Big Town Brown. Darth, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. It is long time no talk. Well, we talk, but we haven't long time no podcasts. Yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be back. There's lots happened. Oh, dear Lord. Last time we uh, talked was... Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Last podcast we did was the week before the Jaguars game. Or, yes. Or the week before that, actually. By week, maybe. Something like that. Because I did one more podcast with uh, Matt Wood, and that was my last podcast. And But we are back in studio and ready to get this thing going again. It is the off season. It is well, yeah. It is off season. It is draft season. It is time for the Brown Super Bowl once again. And yeah, with the number one pick, we're sitting sitting pretty. Hopefully, we can win the Super Bowl this year in in the draft. We not only do we have the number one, we have we have the number four. Yes, we do have the number four. So we have a lot of options here. Um, Go QB at one. I don't care what anybody else says. You go QB at one. Don't get cute. Jets just traded up to uh, the third pick overall. They're going to go QB. Good chance Gi- uh, the Giants will find uh, get a QB as well because it, Eli isn't getting any younger. So why mess around and try to get the third or fourth best quarterback in the draft when you easily can get the first quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. I you know I agree. You have to go quarterback at one, and you know with the it kind of it's kind of bittersweet with the Jets trade up because it's at the same time yes it forces our hand to take a quarterback at one, but yeah I mean that's got to be the plan all along you know to get our quarterback. Yeah. Um, but at the same time you know the the good part about that is if it does go quarterback 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 with that fourth pick it's like having the first pick again. Actually, yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, really, if you think about it, it I mean, they're just going to take the other two quarterbacks that we weren't going to get anyway or wanted to get anyways. We don't need that second quarterback. Well, we we might, but we we're not going to get that second quarterback. So, uh, you you're absolutely right. Any quote unquote best player available we can have, whether you believe it's Barkley or Ward or Fink, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick or. Who else? Uh, Bradley Chubb. Yeah, that's the other one of those guys that people were talking about before. Or uh, Quentin Nelson, but we don't need a guard. Um, I, I, I do believe Quentin Nelson's out of play. Um, I think Fitzpatrick's out of play, too, with the uh, free safety we got from Green Bay. Yeah. Um, he's going to go back to free safety. Uh, Randall, that's that's his natural position. He's going back to free safety. So I think you can go ahead and cross uh, Fitzpatrick off your list there at four. So yeah. yeah, and I don't I don't see um, Chubb being there for us. Well, I see him being there for us, but I don't see him as a you know as a real probability with our you know edge rush set and uh, Agba and Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, you, you would get you would get Chubb to you know relatively be a rotational guy, which I don't think that you essentially take a player at number four to be a rotational guy. No, no, and I completely agree with you. And, and honestly, at this point. Uh, where we're at and what the best players available right now in the draft is and based on their positions, 
I would honestly, if you could trade down, and I know everybody's going to hate me for saying this. Well, not really anymore because uh, uh, of how things are seem to look like they're falling. If you could trade down into like a maybe a uh, uh, low top 10 or even maybe 12 or whatever. Uh, it makes it, Yeah, it makes the, the trade down with the Bills even more probable. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was trying to get at is uh, it makes it makes it likely more likely that the Bills are going to try to jump back up to the number four pick and get the – uh, get uh their quarterback, whoever. That and you know, it, well, yeah. The, well, I just don't. I don't see the Bills. I don't see the Bills coming up to four and getting a quarterback if it goes one, two, three. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Now, then again, if Barkley goes to the Giants at two, I could see you know the Bills coming up to get a quarterback at four. Um. I, I just don't see like say for instance we go say we go Donald say uh, Rosen goes to the Giants and the Jets say they take um, uh, say they take Baker Mayfield I don't see the Bills coming up to get uh, Josh Allen you know I, Josh Allen I think is you know still going to be in play um, maybe at twelve um, and also at uh, twelve who could be in play is Lamar Jackson. But then again, you know, Allen could go to the Broncos. Yeah, and that because and I, they're they're going to be they're going to be a quarterback needy team, you know, right behind us. Mm-hmm. That and also saying that is remember last year during the like draft period, we were we it, it was obvious uh, Miles Garrett number one, and we thought you know pretty much we're going to have sure. our selection of quarterbacks at twelve because of like because uh, they weren't as sure things quote unquote as everybody as this class. So everybody's like, oh, we'll just pick up Mitch Trubisky at 12 or whatever. And by the time 12 came around, there was none of those guys left. So. No, you, you you had Watson there. Oh, yeah. Well, and, well, he doesn't count. Well, he was he was, he was was a gamble enough um, that the Texans were comfortable taking the gamble on him. Yeah. You know, being a quarterback away. Um, we were nowhere near. That. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. I would say we, we aren't too far now. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, especially with all the free agency moves, uh, we got uh, Randall. We got we now solidified the safety position. I'm hoping he can, because he he's played cornerback the entire time he's been in NFL. He has yet to play safety, his actual position. So put him on safety, and if mm-hmm. he can be that first round safety that he was originally, oh buddy. I mean, I well, might keep be- it, keep in mind too that um, when um, Green Bay took him out of college. As a free safety and put him in the quarterback position, they were kind of set at free safety. They yeah. didn't need a free safety. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, they had Ha Ha Clinton Dixon. Yep. But Best. the two guys that were the two guys that were in Green Bay um, are now in Cleveland. So then they bring along Randall and now plug Randall in as a, a needed free safety. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 we got that position filled out. Uh, our wide receiver depth isn't looking too bad now with Landry. Um, I would like exactly. to get. I'd still like to get someone in the second round. Uh, possibly maybe an Anthony Miller. He's been a guy I've been following. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it was actually accidental. I found him. Uh, I went to go. Wa- I was one to watch uh US or uh, UCLA play Memphis because I wanted to watch Josh Rosen to see what okay. what was up. and I completely forgot. Stop paying attention, Rosen. I was all about Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller. He plays for Memphis, and the kid is like, 
you throw the ball in my direction, I'm going to have my hands on it. It's kind of like uh, how uh, Landry is. I, yes. The ball gets near me, I have it. I don't drop the ball, which is something the Browns have needed for a long time. Oh, yeah, we haven't had a uh, clutch receiver since Joe Jaravicious. I mean, well, what we do, but he's been suspended for the last three years. Yeah, yeah, or true. four years or whatever. He's still on his rookie deal, and he's been in the league for six years. He is our oldest member of our team now, or, or the longest member of our team, and he's on his rookie deal. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it would be very, very nice to get a um, receiver, you know, top of the second round. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I completely agree. Um, and then, like, I mean, Lyman's uh, – I don't think we're going to be as bad a shape as everybody thinks with our offensive line, uh, with Joe Thomas retiring. Because, um, I mean, we didn't do – I mean, even with uh, – what's his name? Durango. Durango. Mm-hmm. Dodge Durango. Uh, mm-hmm. Filling in for him. He wasn't – I mean, he wasn't no world beater or anything, but he did enough. And oh, I, sure. And I think we've been so blessed to having Joe Thomas for so many years that we got spoiled. And mm-hmm. – we're gonna have to settle for a non the settle for not the greatest lineman ever to play the game at left tackle anymore, and you gotta have to lower your standards for a left tackle. You're not you don't have Joe Thomas. Stop comparing to Joe Thomas. He's never going to be Joe Thomas ever. So you get find a guy who is maybe sixty percent of Joe Thomas. You're gonna be pretty darn uh, well off. Yeah, and I think it makes all the sense to move Coleman over to the left tackle spot, um, you know, with the get of uh, Hubbard coming over from Pittsburgh too. Oh, I love that! Uh, I love that 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 signing. I do, I do too. That's that's you know uh, a Haley a Haley get right there. I'm sure he pushed hard for him. Uh, he's going to be a good plug in at the uh, right tackle spot, and that just allows you to move Coleman over to the left tackle spot, you know, to be a serviceable offensive line. But I could imagine, you know, it's. It's going to be any any man's game to get that left tackle job. Mm-hmm. And you, you you're forgetting the most important part about that whole thing is how mad the uh, Steelers fans are that they no longer have him. Oh yeah, they loved him. Yeah. So so they were absolutely. What was it? What was? How long was he in Pittsburgh? About three or four years. Uh, he started out as a practice squad guy. Let me. Uh, I'll, I'll pull this up. Uh, up yeah, I, I, I do know that he was just a backup. Um, he went. I can't remember what college he played for, but he did go undrafted. He went uh, to two, UAB. Uh, okay, University of Auburn, isn't that UAB? I'm not good with acronyms. Is UAB Auburn? I think University of Auburn. Where's Mantle when you need him? He would know. <laughs> yeah, he did go undrafted no. uh, 2013. University of Alabama at Birmingham. Ah, uh, powerhouse. Yeah. No, not Alabama itself. Al- University of Alabama at Birmingham. I don't know. Let me look up this guy. So so I'm not sitting here talking out of my butt. Oh, I, I, got, I got him in front of me right now. Okay. Um, he, was, he was undrafted, picked up by Pittsburgh in 2013. Uh, spent 14 and 15 as a backup, um, but he did get uh, a couple looks in about nine games. Didn't start any uh, during 2014, 2015. Um, he did get some starts in 2016 coming in for um, Marcus Gilbert and Raymond Foster in the offensive line when they got injured. 
Uh, he got one start at left guard and three starts at right tackle. Now, by any means, he's not a veteran right tackle, but he did play right tackle in college. That's back to his true position. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is somebody that is going to come in and he's going to play right tackle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to, that's going to allow Coleman to move over. But then again, I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, we could, we could pick up somebody with our second, second round pick as a offensive lineman. They could be, you know, good enough to play offensive, you know, offensive left tackle. And then you could have, you know, the battle between right tackle of between um, Coleman and uh, Hubbard. Honestly, and then, and then still have depth, you know? Honestly, I think we actually have pretty darn good depth right now. Because mm-hmm. we have, let's see here, we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 O-linemen on our roster right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because you also got to forget, uh, we have Rod Johnson. Uh, he's also, he's a he's a tackle. Uh, so I, I think, you know, he was pretty much redshirted due to injury last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I honestly, I just don't see us taking an offensive lineman in the top two uh, rounds and probably not the third round either. If we're going to get a, another offensive lineman and it'll be a late round guy. If that, I, I, cause I mean, we got 12 guys. Uh, I mean, and I'm looking at the list, maybe one of these, uh, I, I don't even know. I, I, I don't see us getting rid of any of these guys, honestly. Um, no, I, I don't either. I mean, especially not through, uh, not through mini camp, not through you know training camp, mm-hmm. uh, probably not through preseason. I mean, that's it's got to be somebody you have to just continuously give different guys looks at left tackle until you're comfortable enough to have your left tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but honestly, I like I said, we we did we did fine without Joe Thomas last year. We'll be all right uh, with whoever we put at left tackle this year. At least that's my opinion on it. Yes, let's let's uh, string away from offensive line. Let's talk about our new um, quarterback, as head coach Hugh Jackson calls him, our new starting quarterback, and that is Tyrod Taylor coming over from Buffalo. The Rod. What do you think about that? Uh, about the trade itself, or about the trade itself, about Tyrod Taylor, his style of play. What he can bring to the table. I mean, the the guy the guy's tallied for fifty one touchdowns and only eighteen interceptions in his career. I'm I mean, I'm, I, I'm perfectly great with all of it. I'm actually extremely happy because out of because every year we always get these uh, um, guys we bring in for a veteran quarterback, and these they're, they're always these lame duck guys that you know obviously have played okay enough to keep a job, but p- pretty much crappy not to have a real starting job. We just pretty much get backup quarterbacks and sign them as our all, our, our um, starting quarterbacks for us. I mean, look at Josh McCown. Yeah. Uh, I mean, then you got you get uh, uh, scrap heap guys like um, mm-hmm. Connor Shaw and all those guys. So when we actually went got somebody, not only did he have success playing quarterback as a starting quarterback in the league, but he had recent success. It wasn't like, you know, three years ago he won 10 games and been injured and things kind of went downhill. No, he went 10 games, or they won, how many games did they win last year? I don't know. I don't know how many games. Anyways, they went to the playoffs. Yeah, I, 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 totally, get, I totally get what you're yeah. saying. We're not getting a we're not getting a journeyman backup quarterback. It, we're getting We're getting a proven starting quarterback that has played in the league for as a starter for the past three years. Yes. Um, 
so starting for the past three years now, granted, he got pulled a game last year, which was a, a dummy decision by the coach. Yeah, like um, even Hugh Jackson can't make that bad of a decision. I don't think Hugh Jackson would ever make that kind of decision. But then again, Hugh Jackson would say, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, you, you guys are winning. I mean, that was that that was totally like uh, the whole kind of thing with uh, – uh, benching Hoyer for Manziel four years ago or whatever it mm. was. It's the same kind of thing, except for I mean, Peterman didn't doesn't ha- didn't have all the spiciness and stuff to him uh, that Manziel had, and he wasn't a first round pick. But in in the long run, it's like all right, you y- you got you're winning. Why putting this un unproven uh, rookie quarterback when you guys are mm-hmm. still doing d- decent? And he goes out there and he throws five interceptions. At least you were smart enough. Didn't uh, they pull him at the half and put Tyrod back in at the half? Yes, they did. At least they were smart enough to do that. Uh, because if it was the rounds or if it was Hugh Jackson and he made the decision, well, he kind of did make a decision like that. He would have let the ga- full game go on. Uh, just like the um, uh, Kevin Hogan um, uh, Tennessee, or not Tennessee, Texans game last year. They, mm-hmm. we bent, they benched Kaiser for Hogan, and they sent out Hogan, and Hogan just did exactly what I expected Hogan to do. Crap the bed. Hogan going to Hogan. Uh, but, yeah, I love uh, the, the whole – whole. I mean, even – some people are going to say, oh, a third-round pick is uh, too much for a trade and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, nah. but, but look, at, look at it like this. Look at it like this, Darth, if we uh, – you know, somehow do trade with Buffalo for that fourth overall pick. We can get that third round pick right back. Yeah, and even that. Not even just that. Is the fact is, look how many darn picks that we've had. I mean, when before this whole whole shenanigans went down, oh, we had like twelve picks this year. Before, Way too many picks before the start of free agency. We had like ten or. 12, I'm pretty sure it was twelve. So throwing mm-hmm. a mid round pick on a guy who's going to be a steady starter for this year. I'm okay with it. If that means we're going to win, I'd be happy if he goes out there. We win six to eight games this year, and he plays the whole season while whoever our, our rookie quarterback is sits there and learns. Maybe, you know, send a rookie out in the last game or so uh, and have him play. Yeah, I mean, after we, yeah. Yeah, after we have the first yeah. round by wrapped up, I mean, what's the point of, you know, starting our, you know, starting quarterback at Tyrod Taylor, keep yeah. healthy for the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if we... <laughs> You're getting too ahead of yourself there, bub. All right, uh, all right, all right. But um, uh, like, like it, I mean, and this goes exactly to like look at Kansas, or, or Kansas City last year. They mm-hmm. drafted a rookie quarterback. They yep. redshirted Tra- him. Traded up for him. Too. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, we don't have to trade up for him. Ours. But yeah, they got their rookie quarterback. They went all in on him. They benched or they, and they set him all but the last uh, game of the year. And then yep. once they saw him play, and they're like, "All right, we're we're good with this. We'll we're moving on from you, Alex. It's been nice, and we we enjoyed all the time here. And uh, major check down. You can go check down uh, passes for uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm completely okay with having a veteran quarterback who has actually had a winning season in his career within you know the last two or three years, mm-hmm. and he's going to be starting. I love it. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's like, like we just said, I mean, it's not like we're getting some scrub backup journeyman quarterback. Yeah, we're getting a quarterback that's coming off a playoff run with a Buffalo Bills team and it's coming here to Cleveland. Um, 
not really to prove himself. I mean, he's he's not a uh, he's not a bridge quarterback. He's a you know a quarterback's coming in to win games this year. Yeah, yeah. And if so happens, he ended up just bridging uh, in the long run. So be it. But he he the thing is, the guy's been in this league for eight years. He started out on a practice. Yep. Squad, I think a practice squad for the uh, Ravens, if I remember. Yeah, for the right. Ravens. Yep. And he and, and and he's pretty much been been a guy who goes out there and I mean he's not like you know Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or anything but he wins games and he does good enough where you're like all right he's a good enough quarterback but it seems like nobody really like when it I mean especially look at the Bills the only guy that really wanted him around there was uh Rex Ryan and yeah it's like why get rid of Tyrod I mean like at that time or like like back when he was the coach and everything is like, why would you want to get rid of this guy who's actually going out there and playing, you know, uh competent quarterback play because you guys haven't seen quite, or haven't seen much of that. The last time you had that was Kyle Orton in 2014 when, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Doug Marone was your head coach and they barely missed the playoffs that year. And I remember, and it's like, why, why, why get rid of a perfectly good quarterback? And you know what else? Going back to the trade thing, uh, going back to the whole thing, it's better than a second or third round for uh, 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 AJ McChesty. No, oh, it is, and it's kind of bittersweet that he goes to, he does go to Buffalo. It's not bittersweet at all. I mean, it's just so, it's, it's like, funny. It, it's funny. It's whatever. Now, now, if they go out there and they end up winning twelve games next year with this kid, and this kid looks like you know the uh, 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 next. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and they go yep. on a, on a ten year winning streak of back to back Super Bowl championships and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, that that's gonna be bad, especially with uh, Hugh Jackson walking around going, to, "I told you so, I told you so, I told you so," flipping everybody off. Yes, yes, yes. It, it, it's <laughs> I mean, how how else would you love it to play out besides we did. What now for uh, uh, McCarron? No, what was that? We traded thing? a. What's that? I said, what'd you say? Uh, it kind of cut out there for a second. Oh, I said it's it's kind of funny that you know we didn't trade a two and a three for McCarron, we traded a three for Tyrod, and then they got McCarron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, and we can use that second round for something more useful. And then here's the thing: is even if we say we that that trade had gone down last year. The dude was a, a free agent by the end of the year anyway, so we'd have to throw him a bunch of money to keep him here, especially if he won us a few games. I ain't doing that. No, no, no. Because now it's like, all right, d- what do you do now? You got a guy who won three games, four games, whatever. How many? Let's say, let, let's just be generous. He won four games with us last mm-hmm. year. Uh, you got Kaiser, who is um, a complete uh, head case turnover machine. Then you got. Cody Kessler, who is uh, Sergeant, get sacked, um, and then you got Chris. Should be I should be a wide receiver. Hogan. It's like, what do you do now? You don't have any. You, I mean, you're still in the same position. It goes back. We're we're going back to the exact same spot we've been every time. We get a guy come in. Mm-hmm. He does plays a few good games right at the end of the season. So you sign him for decent money. You extend a contract. He goes out there and he lays a freaking egg. Look at mm-hmm. I mean, it's Derek Anderson all over again. Or uh, well, I can't say Brian Hoyer because his last season here, he actually had the most wins uh, we've had in a long time. Because So he didn't really do that. But you, you get these guys that come in and it's like, all right, we, we look competent enough. And next season it's like, nope, nope, that was a joke. <laughs> uh, but speaking of uh, Kaiser, what do you think about trading Kaiser? I mean, the, the overall, the trade 
uh, Randall for Kaiser? Uh, you know, it's it's good for it, well, it's good for all four parties, I guess. You know, uh, you got Kaiser Browns, mm-hmm. um, Randall, and Green Bay. Yeah. So it's 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 an upgrade for Green Bay over Huntley. Yeah. It's good for Kaiser because he's not forced to you know start in Cleveland, which he was kind of damaged goods now. Yeah. Uh, so it's a clean slate for him and it allows him to sit. Um, and then it, you know, it's, it's good for Randall too. It gets him back to free safety and it, it back to a position of need for us. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of good all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Um, uh, I, I mean, the thing is, is like, as a person, I like Kaiser. He seemed like a cool kid and it's like, it was kind of a bitter bittersweet thing but at the same time it's like you know what we were getting a first round quarterback and all that stuff so yeah. so he would pretty much be a backup quarterback for the till the end of time uh for us uh if he's stuck around so it's like you know get him somewhere where he can learn from actually has somebody to learn from yeah exactly he has his he has his veteran quarterback that he can sit behind and learn from and, and, and you know who knows who knows what's going to happen with Kaiser in the future? Wish the kid all the best of luck. I mean, he's he's definitely a stand-up guy. Um, have no hard feelings towards him, or you know, towards him personally, or even him as a football player. I mean, he was yeah he was forced into a spot that he shouldn't have been forced into with with Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and then, you know, forced into a spot where you know, when our previous regime was in the front office of Sashi Brown, they didn't get him a veteran uh, quarterback to um, you know kind of mold him. Well, uh, well, there, there, there is a uh, that 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 can be up and open for discuss or debate right there. The 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 veteran quarterback thing, or who whose fault it was because because um, they should have just kept McCown to begin with. Sure. Okay. And they should have started McCown last year. Okay. I mean, he was still under contract. It wasn't like he mm-hmm. was. Um, the. The dude has knew the system. I mean, he ain't the greatest or anything, but if it kept, you know, Kaiser on the bench for at least, you know, three to five games, hopefully, if he don't fumble copter into himself into a concussion, I mean, it would have it would have done it would have done Kaiser a lot oh good right there. Being able just to sit there and actually have someone who's actually won a game. And I am literally meaning a guy who's at least won one game in his entire NFL career there. As court playing quarterback. Yeah, you know, I, I can I can agree with that, but you know, like I said, I mean, we failed to get, we we you know we took a, I don't know, can you say we took a flyer on Kaiser, or was it you know kind of a good pick for the value? I think it was a value, more of a value pick thing. I mean, okay, but because he, we he, still we, we still were... failed, we still failed to get a veteran quarterback presence in the room yeah. to teach this young kid. Well, yeah, that, that, that is true. It, it, and the thing is, it's it, like I said, this is going back to the, the Josh McCown thing is, and now I remember what I was going to say is, um, uh, cause you didn't want to keep them. So, but that, 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 no, that, 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 that doesn't really matter. I mean, it, it's yeah, still, you know, yeah, yeah. Sashi Brown still should have went out and got somebody else. Yeah. 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 I, it, it, it should have been done one way or another. They, they should have had a veteran quarterback in there one way or another. And I don't count AJ McCarron as a veteran quarterback myself. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it kind of forced, it kind of forced Kaiser into a 
predicament where, you know, um, training camp and, um, you know, uh, preseason, he was the best quarterback out of the bunch, which was kind of a no-brainer. Well, we did have Brock Osweiler, so we did kind of have a veteran quarterback. Now you think, I think about it. Yeah, but Brock wasn't. <laughs> Brock wasn't uh, um, a veteran quarterback in the sense of where he could, you know, be a quarterback. You know, um, but, but he has won games and he's been to the playoffs several times. Well, sure, sure. And he has a Super Bowl ring. But you know what I'm damn saying. I know. <laughs> I know. So, but hey, let's let's get into our uh, other trade. The big, to me, to me, the biggest get so far. Well, I guess the quarterback would be the biggest get because we're so quarterback needy. But second to that, the biggest get is Juice Jarvis Landry. Oh yeah, love that. How love much it. do you love that? Wonderful. It is like one of my. I mean, that Friday night was was. I was actually. It was amazing. Let's just say I'm just really, really happy with the pick, uh, the, the trade. Because uh, what we traded, we traded a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round pick from next year. And that fourth-round pick is a pick we got for uh, trading Andy Lee to the um, – Sashi got from trading Andy Lee to the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So we traded a punter and a seventh-round pick, throwaway pick for one of the, the most uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Catchable-ish wide receivers out there. Oh, yeah. The, the guy's a stud. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We, we, we essentially traded a punter for Jarvis Landry. Yeah, the guy's a stud. And not only is he a stud, he's super durable, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, guy played, guy played uh, all 16 games the past, you know, 2017, 2016. You know, started all 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, hell, even in 2015, he still racked up 1,100 yards. I mean, you know, so the, the guy's the guy's super durable. He's got great hands, great route runner. I mean, he's he's a, a, a solid a solid receiver, very solid receiver. Yes, yes, I will say I completely agree with that. He is totally worth whatever we got, and I hopefully hopefully we can get a contract worked out because right now he's still playing. Because they what what the funny thing is because we talked or a lot of people were talking about you know trying to get him. Uh, because he was a free agent, here I get him. Try to get him, and all of a sudden, the news came out that he was franchise tag. Is like, well, there goes the shot at getting him, and then all of a sudden, it's like mm-hmm. we traded for that guy. I'm like, huh, that's awesome. That is freaking awesome. We got a wide receiver who knows how to catch the ball. Yeah, definitely, definitely a solid get. You know, from him. Mm-hmm. Love that pickup. That and looking at his stats right there. Is he's had at least eighty receptions every year in the mm-hmm. NFL, mm-hmm. and you do realize that uh, the rec or the the number or record for most receptions in a season by any receiver is eighty nine for the Browns. Yeah, that's that's so, horrible. So so, so <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that stat for us, but yeah, and that's, that's actually that's Ozzie Newsom tied in. Uh, oh my goodness! And I can't remember who that. It was tied for another guy, and I can't remember who the other guy is. But um, uh, so even his quote unquote worst year, he was right up there with with top five re- receiving numbers for the Browns when it comes to receptions. And he only played. Well, no, okay, he only started eleven games, but he played in all uh, 
uh, 16 games that year. So definitely a great pick for us. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. All right, Darth, let's take a let's take a quick break and uh, then let's get back into talking about uh, the saddest day in Cleveland Browns history. Yes, yes. It, that sounds good. Hey, have you ever been outside and your legs were cold or people were giving you weird looks? Hi, I'm Darth Batman from the DBN Network. And I'm here to tell you about this new innovative product, pants. Pants from the makers of Loincloth and Fig Leaf. What are pants, you ask? Pants are this new lower body clothing, much like the skirt, except for with our patented pant leg technology that wraps the clothing around each individual leg. How does it work, you ask? Pants are very simple to operate. Just stick each leg in the pants on opposite sides and pull up. Just that easy. You may be wondering how much a wonderful product such as this would cost. $100? $200? No. With this radio-only offer, you can purchase pants for a simple price of $19.99. Just call 1-800-I-NEED-PANTS. And if you call now, we will throw in a second pair of pants for free. Just pay extra shipping and handling. Again, that number is 1-800-I-NEED-PANTS. Operators are standing by. And we are back. Uh, we are here to talk about, like uh, BTB said, the saddest day in Cleveland Browns history. Well, yeah, I would say saddest day. Um, the retiring of the great, the best, the one, the only, the first offensive lineman in NFL history, Joe Thomas. The man, the myth, and now the legend. Well, yes. he was a legend before, but... Now he officially takes that legendary spot now that he's he is no longer in the league. I mean, you can be like a legend while you're in, but it really doesn't like happen happen until after you're done because now now the, the book is closed on what you you're going to do. It's not like you're going to play another 2-3 years and you're just going to completely drop off and be the worst p- player at the position for those last few years or whatever. Uh but yeah, now the book is closed on that chapter. He is a legend. You know, let's let's just take a uh, moment of silence as I pour a beer out down my throat. <sighs> poor, you know, poor Joe Thomas. I mean, he, you know, played 11 seasons. Um, how many winning seasons were during those 11? One. A his, good solid one. His rookie season. Uh, um, yep. A good solid one season. And then it was, you know, it's kind of, he played for the worst team and did that 11 years span. Never gave up, though. Never gave up. I mean, the 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 guy's a stud. I mean, he played Iron Man. He put his put his body through hell for you know the better part of the last four seasons. For what? For what? Well, he did it for himself. Mm-hmm. One personal pride. His, his exactly his name. The other um, to solidify himself in Canton as. A first ballot Hall of Famer, yes, which he will be, 
And most importantly, I believe that he did it for Cleveland. He did it for the fans. He loved, loved, loved being a Cleveland Brown. Yes. Yes, he And did. at the same time, you got to think of yourself like, what the hell is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then, you know, uh, he, he always said, you know, he, he would not turn his back on the city. He wants to be a Brown, wants to be here, wants to play here, wants to retire here. And he did And that. he did. Came in here, he played. Exactly. He played started his uh, very first game his rookie season. Then yep. he went on to play 10,350 some odd consecutive snaps. And then the muscle in his arm snapped. And then it was that. I mean, he played, he never missed a single snap in his entire career. How many players can say that? One. Not, not that many. One. Exactly. Well, well, unless, you know, you, you play one game, you play three snaps and you get injured and you never play a game again. Of course, you're still on team stuff, but no, there's nobody out there that can say that you know they played other other barring injury they played ten thousand consecutive snaps because I mean, well, the injuries never affected him till right at the very end when he missed the last half of the season. Mm-hmm. It's just and how many how many quarterbacks were during that tenure of twenty one? I believe was it twenty one? Yeah, I think it's twenty one. Um. Let's see. Let's go through the list. We got Hoyer, of course, Anderson. Actually, I, 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 have a, I have a short list here. It is. Okay. I, I'm not sure if it's in order. It's Derek Anderson, Charlie Fry, Brady Quinn, Ken Dorsey, Bruce Brodkowski, uh, Colt McCoy, Jake Delhomme, Ardell Home, Seneca Wallace, Brian Weed, and Thaddeus Lewis, Jason Campbell, Brian Hoyer, Johnny Mazel, Connor Shaw, Josh McCown, Austin Davis, RG3, Cody Kessler, Deshaun Kaiser, and Kevin Hogan. <laughs> oh, that's so that's that's twenty. One, two. Yeah, twenty. Twenty different guys. Bless his soul. What's that? I said bless his soul, Joe Thomas. Yes, yes. You know what's gonna be bittersweet though? If we go out this year and somehow we managed to get, you know, uh, eight eight plus wins. It's like, man, you should have held off for one more year, dude. One more year. You could have had. Well, then, you, then you're going to get all the people that say for 11 years that Joe Thomas is there. The Browns are never winning organization. And now all of a sudden he's gone and now they are. Left tackles don't win you games. Well, they, they don't. They keep you from your quarterback from getting in situations where they lose you games. But it's not like he's out there trying to win the or him out there not out there. It's the difference between you know twenty point or five points and twenty points or whatever. Uh, it, it, very very important position, yes. But he is not. I mean, it's not really a playmaker's position. It's not the um, uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, oh, skill yeah. position. Yes, yeah. It's not a skill position. Or is it? I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely a highly sought after position that you know a lot of people chase. Oh no, it's a, a very important of, position. But chase. I mean, you gotta have you gotta have somebody to protect your quarterback's blindside. You know, without without a stud left tackle, I mean, your your quarterback's constantly faced with pressure and you know constantly getting um, blitzed from the outside. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that the position isn't important, but it's just not like a skill position where you know he doesn't touch the ball. 
I mean, Joe Thomas, I don't think he's ever touched the actual ball in a game other than maybe picking the ball up and handing it to a ref or something. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, really, he, he, he doesn't touch the ball. He even admitted, like, on one of his podcasts saying, uh, like, he won't go after the ball because his hands, for, for what he's done for so many years, are so screwed up that they're actually just, like, giant oven mitt gloves on there. So he's like, there's no mm-hmm. way I'm going to catch this ball. So he doesn't bother trying to catch a ball, and that's fine. Yeah, you know, the writing was kind of on the wall with Joe Thomas retiring, um, you know, probably almost as soon as he started his podcast with uh, Andrew Hawkins, which is a fantastic podcast. If anybody's never, ever checked out the Tom Hawk show, absolutely a must listen. I, I agree with that. I second that. Go out there. In fact, if you haven't listened to it, take a minute, pause this, go listen to that, and then come back and tell us how you feel. Uh, but yes, it is. It pretty much once the uh, and honestly, as the rest of that season went on, it just felt like you know we probably we probably saw the Joe Thomas suit up for the last time ever. Uh, especially and, and it sucks, and it sucks that his career ended on his his injury that snapped his you know um, starting streak. Yes, yes, it sucks. It does. It does. But you know, all all good things must come to an end. And you know, hey Joe, we'll you know we'll see you in Canton. Yes, and we all knew it was it was going to happen. We've talked about this for years. It's like you know, these. I mean, guys don't. It's a it's a rough sport, and when you're that good, your body takes more damage, especially on the, on the left tackle side. How many of those mean defensive end guys that he's gone through every year for the last decade or so? I mean, we played the Steelers, the Ravens, and the uh, Bengals, and they've had some pretty nasty defensive ends over the years. Mm-hmm. And he's playing those guys total six games a year, and he's he, in not having an issue. I think, and this goes back to Easy's last one of his last podcasts. Joe Thomas has like has had in his entire career one bad game, and that was back in like 2010. Mm-hmm. One bad game his entire ye- career in ten or. 11 seasons, that's what, 160 plus another seven games. So 167 games that he played in and only had one bad game, really. Where you go, man, who's this guy and what happened to Joe Thomas? One game. Because even at the end of his his career, I mean, he – I mean, he may have lost like a little bit of a step, but losing a step for him, it's like, well, it's not that big of a deal because you're so up there. It's like, you know, you're a hundred and now you drop down to like a 95. Okay. He lost some, but you know, it's not the end of the world. Yes, 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 yes. But <sighs> now we come into an era of, you know, post Joe Thomas era. Yeah. Last time. And I'm gonna be honest with you, not including this season with the injuries. You know how many Browns games I had ever seen, uh, not including or when Joe Thomas was not a member of this team. How many you've seen? Yeah, or, or watched. How many games uh, that I've watched without Joe Thomas on the field, not including this season? I would give it a solid two, and that's when they played Green Bay. Uh, I'd say about no, no, no. I, I was actually a Browns fan. Uh, I started getting into the Browns in twenty two thousand four or two thousand five. Sorry. 
but I'd seen a few games in 2005, a couple games in 2006. So I'd say about four or five games total. So most of my Browns fandom has been Joe Thomas there at the left tackle, and I don't know what I'm going to do now. It's like, well, he was the Cleveland Browns. He was the essence of what a Browns fan wants as a player. And now we don't have that. So it's the world is open. What to do, what to do, what to do. Well, we'll get somebody. Oh, yeah. So let's uh, divert ourselves away from such a sad subject. Yeah, I think we're all getting sad. Yeah, yeah. So um, another trade that we did, uh, and like, like, like in theory, it's whatever. But and that's the Danny Shelton trade. I, I'm not really seeing the whole why. Oh, I, I see the why ish, but at the same time, I don't think that was a great trade. You know, it, it didn't really. Danny Shelton never really fit into. A four three? No, no. Um, he wasn't a predominant nose tackle in a four three at all. Yeah. So I could I could see releasing him now for what we got for him is kind of pennies on the dollar. Yeah, yeah. That's what this is like. You know, we we only owed him. Uh, what was it? It was like one or two million this year, which we have a crap ton of uh, cap space. So it really wasn't a big deal. It's like why don't you just hold him on to the end of his rookie career? And if he walks away and we don't get really anybody, we just just call get a comp pick. I mean, yeah, you can always argue. Well, we don't know if we're gonna get comp pick or not. It's like, all right, whatever. It's like to me after like the third round or third round and later, it's gonna be hit and miss on getting players anyways. So that not only that, is oh, we, yeah, we, we had to throw throw we threw in a fifth round pick too. I mean, granted, it's fifth round, so it's like whatever at that point, but. Uh, it's like we threw all that for a third round pick. Really, really, it wasn't like he was like some major contract, and they were they were gonna eat it up for us. Yeah, I mean, you could you could say he was kind of a roster casualty, but it didn't necessarily have to be. Yeah, you know, because he we weren't paying him a lot of money, but then again, at the same time, I mean, he wasn't. You know, there's guys on the roster that were either equal to him or better than him. Yes. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's kind of, you know, we're going to release him, but yet let's get something back for him. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of kind of how I felt about it. Um, he wasn't a world burner. I mean, hell, his greatest highlight was his uh, little video of him pushing around a um, Buffalo Bills uh, player during the um, – Joint practice a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I mean, that was really his greatest greatest highlight. He didn't. He wasn't a highlight real guy. He wasn't. You know, he wasn't a, a very stud run stopper. No, he's um, just a he's just a fat body. Just a big body, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, you know, cutting him, you know, would have made sense. You know, towards the end of the um, like mini camps, if we would like just cut him, would kind of made sense. Um, but you know, so trading them for whatever we got for him. Honestly, was, I don't again, even think he would, I wouldn't even cut him. I mean, I mean, like you said, he's not a highlight highlight real guy, but he was good enough to keep on the team as a even just a situational guy, a rotational guy. You need a really big guy to stand there and uh, take two guys on. Okay, send out Danny. I mean, and then you want to move on from him this year? Fine. But it, to me, it's just like, uh, 
But then also I can see it's like, all right, we got Trevon Cooley. We got yeah. uh, uh, Larry Ogunjobi. We got Ogba yeah. on the edge. You got Garrett on the edge. It's like we got some pretty nice guys there. Uh, so it's it's like, well, then where do you put Shelton? You don't. You, 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 you don't. You, you put you, him in New England. Yeah, you put him on the Patriots roster. <laughs> and you go let him be the next Vince Wilfork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, hey, Darth, let's take another little short break, um, and then let's get into who's going to be our quarterback picked at number one and what quarterbacks we like in the draft. Oh, that's going to be a long, long discussion here. Because you know what quarterback I like in the draft. Oh, yeah. You're a huge Josh Allen fan. (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes. You're you're Kyle Laletta. Kyle Laletta. And his little Jetta. All right, we'll, all right, we'll be right back. The DBN Network. Browns fans talking to Browns fans. Again, uh, before we get into the quarterback conversation, there is one little one player that we had signed, a more prominent player that we signed, that we have yet to touch on, and that is uh, Carlos Hyde. Yeah, Hyde, Hyde looks good. Uh, fifth year back coming from San Francisco. Um, a lot of people know him from his Ohio State tenure, mm-hmm. where he was a stud back there. Uh, but you know, he last few years in San Francisco. Now, what was that again? It kind of cut out there for a second. Uh, he was a featured back for the last couple of years in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, you know, granted, he didn't have the greatest production. Uh, he only racked up eight, eight touchdowns last season. But at the same time, he also had, you know, a lot of attempts. Yes, yes. You know, he's, he's getting his hand on the ball. He's a, um, you know, a, a north to south runner. He's not a uh, scat back you know, running back, and he is an upgrade over Crowell in my eyes. Yes, yes, completely agree. He is definitely an upgrade. Even if it's just a minor upgrade, if he doesn't run in the back of uh, uh, another player's, uh, your offensive lineman, you're you're winning right there. You're definitely winning if, if he, he can do that. But, yeah, he's definitely... Uh, I mean, it's not like he's a world beater or anything, but at the same time, it's like, you know, eh, he's worth it. Well, you know, we, we cut Crowell, which was destined to happen. And then then what are we going to do? I mean, if you don't get another back, you're pretty much forced to take a, a running back high. And now getting Hyde is kind of like insurance to say, hey, you know, we don't have to take a running back high. We don't even have to take a running back in the second round. Mm-hmm. And we can use that on other skill players. Yes. Anything about Hyde's game you don't like? Uh, thing is, is I, I don't really pay attention to the, the, the 49ers, so uh, I'm not too worried about his play. Um, 
Just uh, I, I'm just more curious to see see what type of player he is, especially with a better offensive line, because I've known that uh, San Francisco hasn't been known for having a high quality offensive line itself. So get some uh, different offensive or get different offensive linemen or mm-hmm. get him a different offensive line. Sorry, get him uh, a different coordinator uh, and then go from there. Yeah, you know, um, Haley's known for running the football. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, granted, Hyde only averaged, you know, I think past like two seasons, I think it was something like, you know, a little over four yards per carry. I mean, hell, give me four yards per carry every time, and that's a first down. You know, so take, you know, take that kind of, you know, for what it's worth. Um, he doesn't fumble the football a lot. Um, you know, he's just, he's, he's all around. He's, he's a good, he's a good solid running back. Yeah. He's not going to be, he's not going to be somebody that's going to come in and set the world on fire, no. but he, he's a good solid running back and upgraded over Coroyle. That, that, and also you got to think we, we, we do also have, uh, um, uh, oh, what's that guy? Duke. Duke. It was yeah. not Duke. So we should be all right by all means of everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So let's get into uh, the quarterbacks of this upcoming draft. Who do you like, Darth? Who's your, who's your guy? Uh, well, we all know this is not much of a surprise. My guy is Baker Mayfield. Uh, dude, super accurate, super smart. Mm-hmm. Hell of a player. Hell of a teammate. Just, just. There's nothing about him I don't don't dislike. Or there's nothing about him that I dislike. I mean. So I mean, just just I mean, kid's amazing. He's going to be amazing. He's perfect for us. In fact, now we have Tyrod, who's also a six foot quarterback. Um, He's six one. Who? Tyrod. Tyrod and Baker's comes in an inch shorter. He comes in three eighths of an inch shorter. Excuse me. So oh, I apologize. Yeah. So it's not really. It's really like like three eighths of an inch. That is. Maybe the width of a pinky. Mm-hmm. That much shorter. Oh, dear Lord. The world is coming to an end. Uh, but, yeah, he definitely – I think those two would be a good fit for each other, and I think he'd be a good fit for the the, the team uh, because he's had that underdog mentality pretty much all his life. I mean, the dude wasn't even – he was a walk-on for Texas Tech because he couldn't get any scholarships from any big-name schools. Mm-hmm. And he worked his way up to where he got and got the Heisman. He's the only walk-on to ever earn a Heisman trophy ever. The the, the, the kid is just – he he's an achiever. I need to – he has his goals, and he sets his goals, and he achieves his goals. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the kid. I, and the fact that, oh, he's, or he's slightly shorter or he has a bad attitude, all that stuff is just – it's just noise to me. It, it, oh, he he he's a step below everybody else because he doesn't look like the prototypical quarterback. So, mm-hmm. who cares? Drew Brees doesn't look like a prototypical quarterback. Uh, Russell Wilson didn't. Ty, oh, Tyrod doesn't even look like a prototypical quarterback. So, did this whole it has to be this tall and this hand length and all that junk is a bunch of garbage to me. It's whatever. I mean, you obviously, if the dude was five foot six, okay, maybe we should start looking at somebody else. But you know, you, you're arguing the difference between one and five eighths of an or three eighths of an inch. That is like, 
That was, that's nothing. That's nothing. You, you're looking at, at like the size of a quarter, maybe slightly mm-hmm. bigger than a quarter. So the, 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 to me, it's just a dumb argument. So so sell me on sell me on taking Baker Mayfield at one overall when we already have a quarterback on the roster with a similar skill set. That should be perfect. That 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 that's actually the reason you take the guy who has the best skill set compared to the other guy. Uh, you gotta think Tyrod really isn't, I don't see Tyrod as a long-term solution. And even mm-hmm. if he does stick around after this season, I don't see it being very long because the dude's in, in his, what, this would be his eighth or ninth season in the league. He is what? Almost 30, I think. Mm-hmm. So, so he's not, he's not getting any younger. Correct? Exactly. You, you, you want to get a young kid in there anyways, just to, to, to learn. Uh, that and like I said, Tyrod's in his final year of his contract, or technically, his contract voids at the end of this year. Uh, the the way that the finances and all that stuff is set up. So essentially, this is his last year of his contract. Uh, so he could just walk away. What you need a rookie in there. You might as well get a rookie who's going to have the same kind of skill set and keep developing the same type of offense. And the only difference is you're just plugging in a better version of the guy that, or hopefully going to be a better version of what the guy you already have. You're just mm-hmm. upgrading it. Works the same way, just better. Why not do that? That makes the most sense to me. It'd be a, because, like, you look at, you know, Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold or uh, Lamar Jackson. Their their style, mm-hmm. to me, is completely different than what um, – well, okay, uh, I'll take out I'll take out Lamar Jackson or not because Lamar Jackson and – uh, does or Tyrod does use his feet from time to time, like, like same as Lamar Jackson. But, yeah, but you know, the nice thing about Tyrod using his feet is he's not a uh, he's not really a running quarterback. I think he's no, not, you know, no. In his career, he's got like 400 yards of rushing. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in Tyrod's career, so he's not a rushing quarterback by any means. He just he he's known for stretching the field and extending the play with his feet. Something that you know, like, you know, the kind of going back to what you were saying about Baker Mayfield. That's one of his strongest attributes. Yeah, is when he when he gets under pressure, he can stretch you know stretch the play out, and he's one of the best. Baker is one of the best quarterbacks in this draft under pressure. Yeah, yeah, and I can I and I completely agree. And like I was saying, it's like you put in plug in Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold with that. They're they're a completely different style of players. Those are guys that you want to be behind, like Aaron Rodgers or. Tom Brady or stuff like someone like that. You're more of your quote unquote prototypical looking quarterback. Uh, so I, I think Baker and Tyrod is a perfect match. And that's why I would draft Baker Mayfield all first overall. And, and, and to the, to those folks out there who think we should not draft a quarterback and the number one overall, you guys are crazy. Why, why settle? You- all right, Darth, Drafting a non-quarterback at one overall really that crazy, is it? What to not draft a quarterback? Yeah, for the team who has gone what? How many quarterbacks and how many years and how many times have we had a good quarterbacks have we passed over every single year? I mean, seriously, this is this is should be a no-brainer answer. Quarterback at one, don't get cute. You take but the... it's 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 not getting cute though. It's you know like you said. Well, you just said we haven't had a quarterback. Well, boom, Darth. We talked about it earlier. We do have a quarterback now. 
we do have a quarterback that's not known for turning the ball over, for known for extending plays, for known for getting the ball into tight windows, for taking a team to the playoffs last year. You know, we're not we're not a um, quarterback needy quote unquote team right now. Yes, we are. We we're still not. are. Yeah, we, we are. Because ha- Tyrod only okay, has one I, year. I, what do you mean one year? He's got three years as a starter. No, I mean he has one year left on his contract. I mean, okay, so so you pick up a, you pick up a quarterback in the later rounds no. that you could develop into your quarterback of the future. No, no, if we're gonna do that, you just take top quarterback overall. Why, we, why, why take why take top quarterback overall when you could presumably get the best the best player in the draft in Barkley, probably the best generational talent at running back in a while. The thing is. Quarterbacks in the first round is to me is it, it's a it's a overdrafting. You especially number one overall. You're, running backs, running backs. Yeah, that's what I meant. Running backs. That is totally a waste of money to me. A waste of draft capital. When you could why why get a running back? Running backs. There are plenty of running backs in this draft that are worth you can get in the late either trade back up until late mm-hmm. first or even second or third round, you could find guys that could do just as fine. Plus we got, we got Carlos Hyde or yeah. And uh, Duke Johnson and days. I mean, granted they're not like great, but you get quarterback by committee. You don't need Shaquan Barkley. It's just kind of, it, it, when I think of it, when I think of taking a, a quarterback at one, it kind of reminds me of like um, we don't need a quarterback first. Mm-hmm. Second, we don't need quarterback controversy in Cleveland, which but, you know I, I, I guess I guess well we're we're well hold on we're we're gonna always have quarterback controversy in Cleveland until we have a quarterback, but we're not gonna have said quarterback until second year because even like after first year during first year of like say first year of Tyrod. There's always going to be controversy of, hey, let's play the rookie. Let's play the rookie. Let's play the rookie. Tyrod has a mediocre game. We need to play the rookie. I mean, we if we take Baker Mayfield at one overall, the the clamor for picking him, you know, for p- playing him is going to be so astronomical, it's not even going to be funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But quarterback is – it is too more too much of an important uh, position to not mm-hmm. take. I mean, because like you said, it just it just makes no sense not to take a quarterback. To me, it, it's just, last time we had a, a a chance to pick a real quarterback in the top in the top uh, the first pick overall. We had a choice of any quarterback we wanted was back. Could have took him on last year. No, well, but yeah, but there wasn't. Any one, the quality of last year compared to this year is completely different. These are, but these guys are considered better quarterback prospects compared to last year. Some people are saying this is one of the best classes since 2004. So my question is, going back 2004, would you, knowing Ben Roethlisberger's career, would you have skipped over Ben Roethlisberger? No, you wouldn't. I know you, you. You might. You might say you would because he's a Steeler now. But at that time, you wouldn't know he would be a Steeler, and we'd have been been rolling around with Big Ben for the last decade and a half, torturing everybody. So we've had we haven't had a chance to get such a great guy like this, and for so long. Let's not get okay. cute. Let's not get stupid. 
draft the damn quarterback. Okay, but but who? So you look at it like this. You look at it like you you have Baker Mayfield, okay, and he's the only one that I would say out of all of them, out of all the quote-unquote top names, I would be comfortable drafting at number one overall. Maybe Darnold. Um, he's got so much interception issues and so much uh, field vision issues that uh, his his cons kind of outweigh his pros in that sense. Um, you got Rosin that's uh, got concussion issues. You got Lamar Jackson that um, uh, Lamar Jackson is kind of a dark horse uh, in this draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's such a freak athlete, but at the same time, you know, is he a quarterback? Yeah. I don't know. You know, it, it's so hard to take these um, uh, gimmicky quarterbacks out of college and put them in the pros and have them, you know, be a professional quarterback. Now, Cam Newton did it. Is Lamar Jackson the next Cam Newton? I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think. He is. I think uh, uh, Lamar Jackson's way smaller than um, uh, Cam Newton. So, yeah, I, I don't see it myself. But like you said, like, like Baker Mayfield's my obviously number one guy. Uh, if somehow we end up getting Sam Darnold, I could talk myself in being okay with Sam Darnold. I'm not really a fan of um, uh, Josh Rosen because of mm-hmm. mainly because medical stuff. Yep, I'm not really a fan of his kind of cocky uh, "I'm about me" attitude. Yep. I mean, granted, yeah, okay, he's saying he's being blunt, yeah, but no, okay, well, why don't you stop? He he just seems he's more in it for himself than anything else. Well, you got you got you got to kind of remember at this day and age. I mean, that's what these kids are all about, in a sense. Um, you know, these this younger generation is all about themselves and all about you know um, Instagram post and you know Twitter post and you know uh, social media and stuff like that. You know, so it kind of it kind of puts them into a predicament of where they are all about themselves and you know well well then you well the thing is you look at baker mayfield he is like the anti-rosen when it comes to personality yeah yeah so it's like no no and, and then i'm not even gonna bring up josh allen because it's not worth it to me he's essentially i mean the, kaiser 2.0 the, well the touch on josh allen a, a hair he's prototypical a pocket quarterback with a stud arm but that's about it so That's he, about it. He's his cut. accuracy, his accuracy sucks. Um, his pre-snap reads suck. Um, and to say is he a leader among men? I don't know that he is. You know. Um, then you get uh, back to you know, kind of back to Mayfield. I mean, it's it's kind of just so hard for me to like Mayfield, even though I want to like him. Like every time I think about Mayfield, I'm like, dude, everything about him, it's like watching his tape, the way he can adjust his arm to make every single damn throw mm-hmm. is just astonishing. That's like one of the, one of the things I see about Mayfield is as time goes by on in the game, he's, he's sidearm. He's, you know, he's a 45 degree arm. He's straight over the head arm. I mean, he can make every throw, every single throw the kid makes. Uh, but then you get into, you know, Hey, he's facing a one win team they won't shake his hand you know during you know during the coin flip Mm -hmm. and he wants to get cocky about it you know and to tell you the truth that stuff right there is not gonna fly in the nfl he will get his head knocked off and he will get uh he will get injured somebody will bounty him 
in a game if he, you know, grabs his jock on the sidelines to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They will take him out. That you know, me, so he's he's kind of got a humble. That to me is whatever. What's that? I said that to me is whatever. The whole the, that whole Candace thing. You're just picking something and blowing it out of proportion to me. Well, then, then, then kick in the, the kids undersized. It is what it is. Barely. Is undersized. Barely. Okay, so barely. Do we have the luxury of drafting an, a barely undersized quarterback that may or may not succeed in the NFL? If he's the best quarterback in the uh, uh, group, yeah. I mean, when it comes to, you know, other things other than measurables, you know, mm-hmm. you know his stats, his skills. Yeah, he is way better than everybody else. So yeah, it is totally worth it, and he's worth. And he and he is better in those aspects by a decent margin, at least in almost all every category. All right, so so I'm going to ask you this: You're a huge Mayfield guy, and he he had a stud stud season. Mm-hmm. What happened to him in the Senior Bowl when he got up against the best of the best? He played pretty darn good the first half. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, let me finish. He played, I mean, they were smoking the, t- the other team uh, the first half. Then you go, you look at the coaching. The coaching changed after the first half. Um, okay. And, and he pretty much, he went all Hugh Jackson on it, and that's what happened. And <laughs> that That's what happened. He went all so, Hugh. Hey, so, hey, let's, let's grab a guy and uh, put him with Hugh Jackson then, huh? Well, we got Haley. Yeah, well, true. So, yeah, that that is my guy, and that's why. Um, It's fair enough. So, who is your guy? Well, there probably is little secret to uh, who my my guy is, and my guy is the Magic Wonder out of Richmond coming to you from Downingtown East, Pennsylvania. That would be Kyle Laletta. He sounds lame. Guy. He sounds lame. But is he? All right, talk me lame. talk me into this guy. All right, so you're looking at a kid, a uh, small school kid, of course. Um, kind of the reason by his uh, why he picked Richmond as a small school. He did get injured his senior year in um, high school, uh, playing lacrosse actually. Um, so he's well, you know, a dual. Um, sport athlete got injured playing the cross. So he didn't really have a chance to uh, shine, you know, and uh, camps and stuff like that for all these big schools. So, you know, he, he picked Richmond. Uh, Richmond is a huge athletic school, huge, uh, rich football program in the SB, um, you know, in the, uh, in that division. Um, and he went out and bought out last year too. Um, well, he went out and bought out the, the couple years he played there. Uh, you know, over over sixty percent completion percentage, uh, th- over three thousand yards. His you know, two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen, throwing touchdowns, very little interceptions. Last year in two thousand and seventeen, he had twenty eight uh, TD tosses, twelve interceptions. Um, now, granted, he was sacked quite a bit of times. I mean, twenty three sacks last year, twenty and uh, sixteen, and twenty and fifteen. Um, but you know, he's, he's a guy that does stretch the plays with his feet. He's not a, uh, run first quarterback at all. Uh, he's true pocket passer, prototypical size, prototypical weight. Um, he, he just does, he does everything right that you look for 
in a quarterback coming out of college going into the NFL. I mean, he makes pre-snap reads like a genius. Uh, he's got pinpoint ball, ball placement, great pocket awareness, super good footwork. Uh, he's known for being accurate. Uh, huge, huge, huge competitor. Always has been his whole life. And he's a, he's a true leader. Uh, some of his weaknesses, I guess you could say, um, he is known to lock on to his first receiver quite a bit. Uh, but that's something that, you know, a lot of guys do in college because primarily for the fact that, you know, you're not playing against top elite talent like you are in the NFL. Um, so you're coming against um, a different mix of, you know, DBs. I mean, you probably are going to face maybe one elite defensive back maybe once or twice in a season. Um, so his receivers are able to get separation. So his second read, third read doesn't necessarily have to be there in college. So that's kind of one of his knocks as he locks onto his first receiver, but he also makes the throws. Um, his arm strength is kind of questionable at times, but I mean, if you go back and watch the tape on the kid, the kid does not have a question with his arm strength. Um, he's, you know, won the senior bowl MVP, which Baker Mayfield did not. Um, and the, the kid's a stud. The kid's a baller. Uh, sure, he's not he's not a big name, but you know, just just because people haven't heard about him, and there's it's such a deep quarterback class that I, I think his name's kind of getting pushed out because you got the Rosins, you got the Lamars, you got the Bakers, you got the Darnells. Um, so his name's kind of getting pushed out by you know, hey, everybody in the top ten wants to look for a quarterback. Why look at a small school quarterback when you got all these big names in front of you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's kind of why, you know, his his name's really not um, pushed around right now. I mean, I, th- I think if you go back and say, say hey, this draft was last draft. I mean, you're, t- you're talking about Lyoletta. He was he's probably in the mention for, you know, one of the top quarterbacks, you know, besides Trubisky, which, you know, Trubisky kind of got the um, the nod of being the top quarterback just because there was nothing better in that draft, really. You know, kind of what you said earlier. Mm hmm. You know? Yeah, the quality last year was way down compared to... I mean, I wouldn't say way down. I mean, because I, I, you, you're still going to... Uh, I, I still think, you know, Mahomes is going to be a starter for a while. Good while. Same as Trubisky, and we'll see why. Sure, but if you if, but if you put Trubisky and Mahomes in this draft, they're all of a sudden the fourth and fifth quarterbacks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May well, uh, possibly they could still... One of them probably could take the third position. Possibly. Depend and that's depending on who you like, but yeah, it'd be more likely to be the fourth or fifth. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, so you know, so what I did last year is you know I I, I wasn't big on Mayfield because he's undersized and cocky. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't big on Darnell because he's an interception machine. Wasn't big on Allen because he's got accuracy issues, and wasn't big on Rosin because he's got concussion issues. So then I journey out, um, you know, in the in last season and um look for quarterbacks that nobody's looking at. And I came across Cryoletta. And the first game that I watched of him was, you know, last year in September when they played Howard, the kid threw up six touchdowns and zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. You know, he threw, he, he, he threw for 89%, 89% Darth, 89% through 26 of 29 for 321 yards and six touchdowns. That's, I, I don't think any college quarterback has done that. 
not that not that I'm aware of in a, in a long time in any game. You know, it, it's certainly not one that has his name tossed around as being the super sleeper of this draft. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, and you know how I do it. You find a guy, you like a guy, you stick with the guy, and you promote the guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I completely understand that as well. I mean, we both were on the Mitchell Jabrisky train last year. And oh, I, yeah. I was got to love the truck train. Yeah, and I was utterly shocked that he went so quickly. But um, yeah, that's last year's draft. So, so you got Kyle Aletta is your guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my dude. Now my question is, let, let, let's just say somehow you got pr- control over the Browns and mm-hmm. you decide to go with sh- uh, 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 Barkley at one. And who do you pick up? Oh, for? if I had if I had control. If I had control yeah, of the Browns, yeah. what would I do? Yeah, yeah. So, so, since since you're in the uh, obvious right, so, no, no QB right, at one so, talk right now. Okay, so here's what I'm doing at one. I am trading that pick to the Buffalo Bills. And what do you want from? What, and I am getting in. And I am getting in return. I am getting 12, 22, second round picks this year, first round pick next year. And it's that's said and done. I'm getting twelve twenty two. How many how many second round picks? I think they have two second round picks. Who this the, year. the Bills? The or? Bills. Um no clue. I could probably okay. follow, I could let me let me look that up real quick, but continue on with the so you want so you get both their first round picks this year, correct? Yep. I'm getting both their first round picks this year. I'm getting second round picks. I'm getting I'm 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 selling the farm to them. I'm letting them have the first round pick, and I'm selling the farm to them. Or they're selling the farm to you. Well, sure, sure, they're selling the farm to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm taking that, and I'm leaving. And at four, I'm taking best player available, and that will probably be Shaquan Barkley. Um, and now, in doing so, you have Hyde, you have Barkley, and you have Duke. You have a trio of running backs that will absolutely wreak havoc on this league. I mean, you have you have such a rotation there, and so what I'm doing at 12 is I'm picking up Ridley. Okay. I'm picking up the best receiver in the draft, and then boom, Tyrod Taylor. You got Tyrod Taylor. You got uh, Jarvis Landry. You got uh, Josh Gordon. You got Corey Coleman. You got Duke. You got Shaquan Barkley. You got Carlos Hyde, and you got Calvin Ridley, and you got Nate, David Njoku. Boom, we're fixed. We're fixed on offense. No brainer. So my question is, where do you take your Kyle Oletta at? Uh, round two, pick number one. Really? Yep. Round two, pick number one. Now you have a quarterback where there's zero quarterback controversy. Tyrod Taylor plays all sixteen games if healthy, and you go into next season with a quarterback with a huge amount of promise. That you know, all the scouts love Kyle Oletta. And then you, you have him sitting on the bench for a solid year with zero controversy behind it, which we've never, ever done in Cleveland since 99. Well, I guess there wasn't so much controversy behind couch because you just played couch because you played couch because you picked them up number one overall. Yeah. And you didn't have anybody better. But, you know, within the past certain years, I mean, there's so much controversy in who's going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, dude, that, that stuff plays heavily on these heads of quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of why. Granted, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt. Um, 
that uh, uh, Hugh announced that Tyrod was going to be the starter. That um, and that that's yeah, not... but you know, no. one thing one thing about him saying that though, it's coach talk. What I do know, you want him to say? I know. Like I said, you could take it with a grain of salt, but if it's true, um, that would be nice. I'm cool with it, but I'm also not really cool with, um, I guess not really cool with picking a guy at one that's not going to play this year. Why? Why would you? Why, why, why pick the best player and let him sit and learn? It, it, it's, it's obvious. You, you get the guy that you need, long-term guy, and you got to mm-hmm. get... It, it, it to me it's just common sense. You 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 pick the best best quarterback. You need a quarterback. Quarterback is is the most important position in the entire league. A running back will get you a good three to five years of goodness, and then they'll be need to be upgraded. Because, but why not win now? Why not win this year? Because we're not in a win now mode. We are. We still have. We still need to build. This is not a win now team yet. We are but not. Are, 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 are we not? Are we not win now? Because we just we just picked up a quarterback that was winning last season. Well, yeah. We, okay, we're gonna win games, but we're not going to. I mean, it's not gonna be a deep playoff run kind of win thing situation. Why not? Let's screw it. Let's go to the playoffs, Darth. Let's 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 wrap up the wide receiver spot. Let's wrap up the the field. Let's let's freaking go to the playoffs, dude. Why not? Just just because we want to let. Just because we want to pick the top quarterback. Okay, so we go to the playoffs this year. Rod walks away after this season. What do we do now? Now we now we hundred and seventy five percent chance that if Rod takes us to the playoffs this year, <clears throat> he gets a five year contract. See, see the, the to me this is too short sighted. Uh, and then you don't you don't have to burn you don't have to burn a damn. Um, pick at number one overall. That's you don't not have to burning. Burn. It, it's, it is burning. It's it's using the most valuable uh, 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 draft piece to dra- or spot in the draft to draft the most valuable player in the draft or the most valuable position in the draft. The most needed. You have the number one. You need to want a number one quarterback. I like Tyrod. He's a good kid and everything. He, he Why plays didn't we great. Do that last year then, because there was no quarterback worth it last year. You got now two to four guys that you could almost convince mo- most people are worth that. Take that guy. I guarantee you if we took Trubisky last year, you have been so upset about it. And then coming into this season, you would have been like, hell yeah, we got our guy. Let's rock and roll. Mm, see, see the, the thing is we don't know because with, with that, because with, with the way that freaking Hugh ran that offense last year was a complete joke. So he was forced to. I don't think so. The, the 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 thing the thing kind of about Hugh though is granted he didn't dumb down his playbook. But even if we dumb down that playbook, we're still not winning any damn games with practice squad receivers and Kaiser. Still not winning games throwing the ball, you know, throwing interceptions. Hugh Jackson doesn't throw interceptions. Kaiser did. Hugh Jackson didn't fumble the ball coming out of the uh, um, second half, you know, the running back did. I get it. Hugh Jackson didn't drop passes. 
the practice squad receivers that Sashi Brown put in front of him did. I get it. I you get know, where it, you're coming from. I get where easily where you're coming no, from. I mean, the, the game, the game plan, the Hughes, Hughes game plan was solid. His when the damn plays worked, everybody was like, "Hell yeah, great freaking uh, play call." But then you know, then you got to Kaiser threw a red zone interception. You're like, "Oh, dumb dumb Hugh." Well, not really. I mean, a lot of those passes, even Kaiser said he checked off of them. He checked off his reads. But to me, it's an obvious thing. We've been struggling for quarterbacks for years. Get a quarterback. We just got one. We got a, we got a bridge guy. Bridge? Bridge to what? Bridge a better quarterback. Playoffs. A better quarterback. A better quarterback. He's good, but he, we're going to have a better one. When the, next next year? Yeah, and the, the year, year. Yeah, we will have one. Okay, and then, so then he he'll so continue. Then take, so then take Loletta, and then let him sit on the, let him ride the pine well, for a year or two. No, no. If you're gonna get the best, if you're gonna get get a quarterback, you get the best one. This is the first time we had an opportunity to well to get the best one that was worth it, worth spending that capital on. Get him. Get him honestly anymore. If it's as long as it's not Allen, I don't care if, if which other of the four guys we get. As long as we got one of them, that's what I what want. What if we get it wrong? At least we tried. If you're, if, if, if you're gonna use this, oh well, let's not draft a quarterback in case we get it wrong. All right, let's not do anything anymore. Let, let's fold the team. Let's just quit because you know, so we don't get anything wrong anymore. Because if we don't have a team, we won't get anything wrong anymore. So that wow. logic whoa, is whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a good. That's a good theory. That that logic right there does not work in my book. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're not gonna be able to use the uh logic on me. So. I think with that, I think I know. I it has to it has to be a quarterback at one. I do agree. <laughs> I, I may I may BS back and forth, but yes, it has to be a quarterback at one overall. There's no other questions about it. Just get the quarterback right. Get the get the best quarterback. Whether it's whether it's Rosen, whether it's Mayfield, just just take them at one, and you you have to right. You have to. Yeah, I mean, is that easy? You have to. I mean, because even though, let's say let's say we we we, we your, the get Barkley thing. Because here's the thing: is okay, we got the first pick overall, and, and this is not me supporting or not supporting the Barkley thing. I'm indifferent about getting mm-hmm. Barkley completely. So mm-hmm. so we go quarterback number one overall. Okay, well, good chance in my mind that the Giants are going to find draft. Uh, Eli Manning's successor. They're in the best position they're going to be in a long, long, long time mm-hmm. to be able to do that with a guy who fits their stuff. And I think Josh Rosen would be the perfect guy for Eli Manning. They're both kind of uh, uh, deal weeds in my head, my, my, my mind. So they're, they're perfect mm-hmm. to, for each other. So they go Ro- Rosen. Then you got the Jets. The Jets just traded up. They spent a bunch of draft capital. There's no way in heck they don't take a quarterback with spending that much capital to trade mm-hmm. up to get to that position. So they pick, you know, the the less last of the three, whether it be be May, Mayfield or Darnold, which other one that we didn't take, and that puts us at four. You know who's still on the board at four? Barkley. There you go. You can have your Barkley and eat it too. We'll see. We'll see. So many variables. 
I mean, this is our year, man. It's gonna happen. Something, something good. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know necessarily. You know, like I said, all joking aside, it's got to be quarterback at one, and then you have a chance to take the best player available, whoever you want, whether it be Ward, um, whether it be Fitzpatrick, whether it be Chubb, uh, Barkley, whoever. You have you pretty much essentially have two first overall picks. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a very good spot to be in. Oh yeah, that or or if there's somebody who really 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 wants a quarterback at that last quarterback and they don't think they're going to be able to get it, see how much they're willing to bid. Maybe they want to sell their farm to you. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Bills are probably looking to get higher than the twelve. They get up there to the fourth. Oh, they're hundred. They they can get themselves. Oh, yeah, they de- they definitely want they definitely want to get higher than the twelve. They they can get themselves a Josh Allen maybe if they're that dumb or uh uh Sam Darnold or uh uh well not Sam Darnold probably wouldn't be Sam Darnold uh yeah they get themselves a J- Josh Allen or a Lamar Jackson. I uh, I, I do I do believe Lamar Jackson is hundred percent in play to go to Buffalo. Yeah yeah yeah. It's gonna be a perfect situation for him. Why? Definitely. Why do you say that? Uh, he he's kind of similar to what they you know had in the past couple of years with Tyrod, but yet he's bigger, more physical, and uh, more of an athlete than Tyrod. So they're kind of their offense is kind of already molded around that style of quarterback. Plus, they can get a huge upgrade after you know over there with getting Lamar Jackson, and then they can pretty much he'll pretty much be waiting in there if they do stay pat at twelve, I believe. Fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, I think that that, that that pretty much sums up everything. So, you got any final thoughts before we call this show a wrap? Yeah. Kyle Laletta is the best quarterback in this draft. Book it. <laughs> okay, okay, that. Oh, I mean, this isn't just my show. That's your opinion. You can have it. I completely and utterly disagree, 100%. But, you know, hey, we all have those wild dreams. Uh, so I think with that, I think we should call it a day here. Uh, we got a good hour and a half or so in here. Um, and I think we should, uh, wait a few weeks and see once. There. Yeah. I was waiting for the airplane to land. Sorry. Yeah. So I think here in a few weeks we will get to, uh, uh, get back at it see where where things stand uh maybe look at look at something like early april do our next show and we'll go from there sounds good good talking to you all right uh you have a good day and we'll we will guys catch you later and just as a daily reminder it is april not april march 18th 2018 and the pittsburgh steelers stuck what would you say if you knew my place, then who are you? Oh, and you call Diamond Anchor State. And if they told you what, then why are you standing there? All of my
Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.